اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم فلا سونات تعلمو اتنوز نفسن اینی سول میننگ نو سول نوز ما دیٹ وچ اخفی لہم ات واز ہیڈن فور دیم نو پرسن نوز وٹ ہیز بین ہیڈن فور دیم وٹ ہیز بین کیپٹ ایز اے سیکرٹ فور دیم Now generally if something is kept as a secret from us, we don't really like it. But sometimes things are kept secret for our own good. Like for example, if somebody has a gift for you and they've wrapped it up and they say, guess what it is? And you're like, I don't know. Can I know? Can I have a hint? They're like, no, no, you can't. Guess. And you're not allowed to open it there. You're only allowed to open it once you get home. Hmm? Or you're only allowed to open it on a certain day. then even though it's hidden from you, you don't get offended. Why don't you get offended? Why don't you get offended? Because if it's been hidden from you, it's to add to the surprise and add to the joy that the gift is going to bring you when you open it up. Right? So, فَلَا تَعْلَمُ نَفْسٌ مَا أُخْفِيَ لَهُمْ No person knows what has been hidden for them. مِنْ قُرَّةِ أَعْيُنٍ What's hidden for them? Of qurrati a'yun. What's qurrati a'yun? Coolness of the eyes. Qurra hmm? is basically coolness, comfort. And a'yun, plural of a'yun. Coolness of the eyes meaning anything that brings joy to a person. Anything that brings joy to a person. And such joy that really calms your eyes. It comforts your eyes. Because the thing is that in sadness or in stress, do your eyes hurt? Do they? Because you've been crying or you've been awake, you haven't slept much, you haven't rested much, you've been worrying so much, so your eyes begin to hurt. Or you've been working constantly, reading, your eyes are burning. Right? So when you sleep, a very comforting sleep, and then you wake up, how do your eyes feel? Rested. Calm. They have been cooled. So, قُرَّةِ أَعْيُنْ is referring to the reward that will bring joy. So, فَلَا تَعْلَمُ نَفْسٌ مَا أُخْفِيَ لَهُمْ مِنْ قُرَّةِ أَعْيُنْ جَزَاءً As reward. بِمَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ For that which they used to do. Meaning, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has reward. For what? For the actions, for the striving of His servants. Now, what is that reward? No person knows about it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not disclosed it to His servants. So basically the reward is what? It is a surprise. It has been kept hidden. It has been kept secret. Why? Because the servants who kept their deeds secret, meaning just between them and Allah, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has also kept their reward secret. The servants who worship Allah sacrificing their sleep, then their reward is a complete surprise. In hadith we learn that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I have prepared for my servants which no eye has ever seen, and no ear has ever heard, and no human heart has ever perceived. But it is testified by the book of Allah. And the Prophet ﷺ, he recited this ayah then. That, فَلَا تَعْلَمُ نَفْسٌ مَا أُخْفِيَ لَهُمْ مِنْ قُرَّةِ أَعْيُنٍ جَزَاءً بِمَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ You see, sometimes when you know what the reward is, You're happy about it. It makes you happy. But then you also lose motivation. 
Isn't it? Because when you know that, okay, this is the reward that I'm going to get, you're like, okay, so what's the big deal if I don't have it? Because just knowing it brings you a certain level of satisfaction. So you don't have that same motivation to continue striving, to continue working. But if on the other hand, the reward is a surprise, you haven't been informed about it, then what happens? You want to go as far as possible in order to really know what that reward is. So Jannah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept hidden. What is inside Jannah, even that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept hidden. That you really have to get there in order to know it, in order to receive it. We learn in a hadith that once Musa alayhi salam, he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that who amongst the inhabitants of Jannah is the lowest in rank? Whose rank in Jannah will be the lowest? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, the person who would be admitted into Jannah, last of all among those deserving of paradise who were admitted to it. So the lowest rank is of who? The one who will be admitted last. And it will be said to him, enter Jannah. So that person, he will say, Oh my Lord, how should I enter when the people of Jannah have settled in their homes and have taken their shares? So basically he's complaining that, well, there's nothing left. You know, such a huge Jannah and everybody's in there and they've taken over all of Jannah. What's left for me? I'm the last person. Okay, so in a way he's complaining. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, Will you be pleased if there be for you the kingdom similar to the kingdom of a king of the dunya? So the man will say, yes. If I can be given the kingdom like that of Fir'aun, like that of Nimrud, like that of you know other mighty kings of this world, a similar kingdom in Jannah, I'm happy with that. All that land, all that power, all that wealth, I'm good with that. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, for you is that, and the like of that, and the like of that, and the like of that. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say this five times. That you will have that kingdom and five times it's like. So the man will say on the fifth time, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say that for the fifth time, the man will say, Raditu Rabbi, I'm good. Thank you. I'm good. I'm happy with that. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, it is for you ten times like it. And for you is what your soul desires and what your eye enjoys. And again the person will say, Raditu Rabbi, because now it's been multiplied ten more times, right? He will say, Raditu Rabbi. So Musa alayhi salam, because he had asked about who? The person with the lowest level in Jannah. Now if a person is being given such a high level, you would think, this is pretty high, then what is the highest level? You understand? If this is the lowest level, then what is the highest level? So Musa alayhi salam asked that, which is the highest of their inhabitants of paradise? Ranks, meaning whose rank is the highest? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, the highest ranks are for those whom I choose. The highest ranks in Jannah are for who? For those people whom I select. غَرَسْتُ كَرَامَتَهُمْ بِيَدِي I have planted their honorable homes with my own hand. I have made their honorable homes, how? With my own hand. And then set a seal over it. Those places, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prepared Himself, and then He sealed them. 
He sealed them so that no eye has ever seen it. No ear has ever heard of its description. And no human mind has ever perceived, even imagined what's inside it. And this is what is meant by this ayah. That فَلَا تَعْلَمُ نَفْسٌ مَا أُخْفِيَ لَهُمْ مِنْ قُرَّةِ أَعْيُنٍ جَزَاءً بِمَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ Now some things in Jannah we are informed of. Hmm? And the highest rewards, they are sealed. Only for those who will go and open them up and they will discover them themselves. Untouched, hmm? they are in their purest form. Because you see, if something is even looked at, even if a person's vision is you know, touching it, even if the eyes are reaching it, even that makes it dirty. How so? I mean... Think about it. Why is it that we hear about the newer iPad, for example, which is going to be released the following year, but even an image is not released? Why do you think? Because it's it's meant to be a total surprise. So no image is released. You can't even see it. Isn't it? And then what happens eventually? They will release an image. Then they will release a video. Then it's in stores for you to come and see. And then eventually you can order Right? Pre-order. And then finally you get your hands on it. Isn't it so? So this is the reality that things lose their value even by being seen. Which is why things that are more important to you, what happens? They are kept as a secret. You don't show them. So, فَلَا تَعْلَمُ نَفْسٌ مَا أُخْفِيَ لَهُمْ مِنْ قُرَّةِ أَعْيُنٍ جَزَاءً بِمَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ Hassan al-Basri, he said that if people conceal their good deeds, Allah will conceal for them what no eye has seen and what has never crossed the mind of any man. You keep your deeds a secret and Allah will give you a secret reward. إِنَّمَا يُؤْمِنُ بِآيَاتِنَا الَّذِينَ إِذَا ذُكِّرُوا بِهَا خَرُّوا سُجَّدًا وَسَبَّحُوا بِحَمْدِ رَبِّهِمْ خَرُّوا سُجَّدًا وَسَبَّحُوا بِحَمْدِ رَبِّهِمْ وَهُمْ لَا يَسْتَكْبِرُونَ تَتَجَافَى جُنُوبُهُمْ عَنِ الْمَضَاجِعِ يَدْعُونَ رَبَّهُمْ خَوْفًا وَطَمَعًا وَمِمَّا رَزَقْنَاهُمْ يُنْفِقُونَ فَلَا تَعْلَمُ نَفْسٌ مَا أُخْفِيَ لَهُمْ مِنْ قُرَّةِ أَعْيُنٍ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Afaman a is fa then man who meaning then tell me the one kana mu'minan the one who is a believer meaning one is a person who believes can he be kaman like who kana fasiqa who is fasiq one who is defiantly disobedient one is a person who believes for him is Excellent reward that is kept as a complete secret, complete surprise. And on the other hand is a person who has been crossing limits, 
can they be the same? No, Allah Himself gives us the answer. La yastawun. They are not equal. Yastawun from istiwa, to be equal. Literally it means to be leveled, to be the same. The word sawa is also from the same root. Sawa'un alayhim, it is the same, equal. So la yastawun, they are not equal. One is a person who believes. And what was the description of the believers that we learned in the previous verses? Those who surrender, those who fall, those who humble themselves. And fasiq is the exact opposite. Who is fasiq? Fasiq is from fasaqa, and fasaqa is to cross the limits. Basically it is from fasaqa rutab. Rutab, dates basically, you must have seen the dates when they are very ripe. They get really soft. Then what happens? The skin, doesn't it begin to dry up? And as it begins to dry up, what's inside sometimes comes outside. So this is fasaqa. When something comes out of its limit. So fasiq person is he who crosses the limits that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has set for people. So one is a person who believes, who submits, who surrenders. And the other is he who is constantly Crossing limits, rebelling, defiantly disobedient. Are they equal? No, they are not equal. So we all need to think of ourselves over here. All of us want Jannah. But what are we doing to get there? Because Jannah is jaza'am bima kanu ya'malun. It's reward for those who do something. And what is that action? Of submission, of obedience. And the opposite of that is fasiq. Two completely different people, actions are completely different, and therefore, in their result, they will also be very different. In Surah Al-Jathiyah, Ayah 21, Allah says, أَمْ حَسِبَ الَّذِينَ اجْتَرَحُوا السَّيِّئَاتِ أَنْ نَجْعَلَهُمْ كَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ Those who do evil, do they think that they will be made the same as those who believe and do righteousness? سَوَاءً مَحْيَاهُمْ وَمَمَاتُهُمْ That their living and their dying will be the same? No way. Sa'ama yahkumun. Evil it is which they judge. What's the difference? Allah says, Amal ladina amanu. As for those who believed, wa amilu salihat, and they did righteousness. Then what is their result? Falahum. Then for them, Jannatul ma'wa. The gardens of abode. The gardens of residence. The gardens of refuge. Ma'wa. Ma'wa is from the root letters Hamza, Wow, Yeah. And Ma'wa is basically a place that a person goes to in order to take refuge. In order to save himself from what is harmful. From what is makruh. From what is disliked. Okay? So for example, it's really hot. It's very sunny. So what do you do? You go inside a building. That is what? A Ma'wa. It's really cold, it's windy, it's raining, also snowing, very cold, and you're standing at the bus stop. So where is it that you will go and stand in? Where? In the bus? What is it called? Bus? Shelter. That is ma'wa. You understand? You get in there, you go in there to save yourself from what is harmful, what is disliked. Okay? So... فَلَهُمْ جَنَّاتُ الْمَأْوَى Those who believe and do righteousness, they will have the gardens of refuge. Meaning, 
a home where they will be protected and saved from every trouble. In this world, tell me, are there any troubles? Yes. Isn't it amazing? You go inside the bus shelter, but then you feel even colder over there. Huh? Or you go inside the bus shelter and you see that there's too many people standing there or it's too wet, there's no place to lean against, so you're like, I might as well be outside. So you walk outside. So you thought it would be a refuge for you, but it didn't exactly turn out to be a refuge. So this world is not a ma'wa. It's not. Because no matter what we do, no matter what we get, no matter what level we reach, there will always be problems. There will always be troubles. The only place where there is refuge from every trouble is which place? It is Jannah. So those who believe and do righteousness, فَلَهُمْ جَنَّاتُ الْمَأْوَى And also they will be safe over there from the troubles, from the difficulties that are outside of Jannah, that are in hellfire. Nuzulan as accommodation. Bima kanu ya'malun because of what they used to do. Again, you see, amal is being mentioned over here. And another description of Jannah is that it is nuzul. What is nuzul? Nuzul is from nazala, right? And what does nazala mean? To descend. Tanzil. What is tanzil? Revelation to gradually send down. So nazala is to descend, to come down. Now, nazil, right? The word nazil is used for a guest, right? Or a person who has just arrived after a journey. Why? Because once they arrive, once they reach, what are they going to do? They're going to descend. Descend from where? From where? From their vehicle, right? Whatever they were sitting on. So, nuzul is what is prepared as hospitality for who? For the one who has arrived. Meaning it is hospitality, accommodation, comfort, entertainment also, food, that is prepared for a guest. This is nuzul. Now tell me something. After a journey, when you get back home, is dinner ready? No, it's not. Maybe you're going to be going somewhere in the winter break. If you go, when you come back, once you get back to your house, will you find dinner ready? No. Will you find the fridge all stocked up? No. Will the heating be on? Probably not, because you turned it off before leaving. You understand? Nothing is ready for you. But then there are other places that we go to, and before even we enter, everything is ready. Everything is set. That is nuzul. So Jannah will be nuzul. Why? Bima kanu ya'malun. What does it mean? That the people of Jannah, in their homes, they shall live like guests. They shall live like guests. Is there any fun in being a guest? What's the fun? You don't have to do anything. You don't even have to make your bed. You know, especially if you're at a hotel, you don't even have to make your bed. How much fun is that? You know that you can leave the room in such a big mess and when you come back, everything's done. Isn't it? You don't even have to bring water for yourself because the water bottles are there and every day they'll be stacked. And if you need them, you just call and they will come. 
Yes, you might have to pay a heavy bill as you're leaving, but that's another story. While you're at the hotel, just enjoy yourself. So, in Jannah, what does it mean? That in Jannah, a person will be living like a guest. But you see, being a guest, sometimes that makes it difficult for you, doesn't it? Because you feel like you've taken too much ihsan, or, or you're worried about the bills that you'll have to pay. Or you're just missing your home. Right? You're just so used to doing things yourself that you just can't help but do it yourself. But Jannah is home. Home, and on top of that, a person will be living in extreme luxury. So every need, every comfort is taken care of. Nuzulam bima kanu ya'malun. But this is hospitality because of what a person has done. In Surah At-Tur, Ayah 24, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَيَطُوفُ عَلَيْهِمْ غِلْمَانٌ لَهُمْ That in Jannah, there will circulate among them servants, especially for them. Servants, especially for them. And in other places of the Qur'an, we also learn about that how the fruits will be hanging low. Huh? That a person, he will just have to think or wish, and whatever he wants will be in front of him. But what happens when you want something in a hotel, for example, you call and you find out, first of all, how much it is, and then what happens? Finally they bring it, and sometimes they bring it really late. Isn't it? They said five minutes and it comes after half an hour. So none of these problems in Jannah. وَأَمَّا الَّذِينَ فَسَقُوا But as for those who defiantly disobeyed, who crossed the limits that Allah set for them, فَمَأْوَاهُمُ النَّارِ Then their abode shall be hell. كُلَّمَا Every time, أَرَادُوا They will intend, they will wish, on that, يَخْرُجُوا They get out minha from it. And this means that people in hell will attempt to get out of hell. And every time they will try to do that, أُعِيدُوا They shall be returned. أَعَادَ يُعِيدُوا To return. أُعِيدُوا فِيهَا They will be returned into it. They will be sent back to it. There is no escape. وَقِيلَ لَهُمْ And it will be said to them, ذُوقُوا Taste. عَذَابَ النَّارِ The punishment of the fire. الَّذِي Which كُنْتُمْ You were, you used to, بِهِ Of it تُكَذِّبُونَ You used to deny. Taste this punishment which you used to deny. And notice the word taste. Because to taste is to truly experience something. Has it ever happened that you eat something which is bland? Hmm? Because there wasn't enough salt in it or it wasn't sweet enough. Then what happens? It's as if you didn't eat. Isn't it? Because you didn't really taste any flavor in your mouth. It's as if you did not eat any food. So taste, meaning fully experience the punishment, this real punishment, which you used to deny. In Surah Al-Hashr, Ayah 20, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَا يَسْتَوِي أَصْحَابُ النَّارِ وَأَصْحَابُ الْجَنَّةِ The people of hell and the people of paradise, they are not the same. Don't think they are the same. Never think they are the same. Look at these opposite results over here, completely opposite ends. One is Jannah. And the other is burning. One is being treated like a guest. And the other is being punished. There's a whole lot of difference over here. 
Allah says, لَا يَسْتَوِي أَصْحَابُ النَّارِ وَأَصْحَابُ الْجَنَّةِ أَصْحَابُ الْجَنَّةِ هُمُ الْفَائِزُونَ It's the people of paradise who are successful. وَلَنُذِيقَنَّهُمْ And surely we shall definitely make them taste. This is in the hereafter. But in this world, Allah says, وَلَنُذِيقَنَّهُمْ This is also from the root letters, ذَلْ وَوْقَافْ ذَوْقْ To taste. We will make people taste. What is it that Allah will make people taste? مِنَ الْعَذَابِ Some punishment, from the punishment, meaning a little bit of it. Which one? الْأَدْنَى الْعَذَابِ الْأَدْنَى الْأَدْنَى is from the root letters دَال نُون وَاو Alright? And أَدْنَى is from the word دَانٍ دَانٍ One that is near أَدْنَى One that is nearer Closer And أَدْنَى is on the structure of أَفْعَل Just like أَحْسَن أَحْسَن Better أَكْبَر Greater So أَدْنَى Nearer. And the word dunu, danin, what does it mean? That which is near, that which is close. That's one meaning. The word dunya is also from the same root because it is nearer compared to the akhirah. Dunya, nearer, akhirah, it's farther. And another meaning of danin is that which is low. Lower. So, lower meaning lesser. So we shall definitely make them taste the punishment which is nearer or secondly, punishment that is lesser. Two meanings of Al-Adhab Al-Adna. What are the two meanings? Nearer, secondly, lesser. So nearer punishment or lesser punishment. Duna, besides. What does Duna mean? Other than. So besides, Al-Adhab Al-Akbar. The greater punishment. Meaning before the greater punishment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, He will definitely make people taste lesser punishment. Or before the greater punishment of the hereafter, Allah will make people taste lesser punishment. Where? In this world. Why? لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ So that they will return. What does this ayah mean? That in this life, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not give complete jaza' to people for the actions that they do. He doesn't give them complete recompense for what they have done. However, He does make them taste a little bit of it. So that they know what's coming. You understand? Like for example, in this world, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes us experience hardships For example, when we're traveling. That how happy we feel when we're going to the airport and we have so many bags. We're like, yes, so many bags, right? And then, yeah, I can take two handbags with me. And I can also take two for my child and two for my husband and two for my brother. And, you know, everybody's going together and you have eight handbags. Just giving you an example. As you're leaving, so much stuff. But what happens if your flight gets delayed and you have all that luggage with you? And you realize you can't even go to the bathroom without it. And if you're stuck at the airport for four, five, eight hours, what do you want to do with those bags? You want to throw them away. So now, when we are going through these difficulties in life, and these difficulties we do experience, when we go through these difficulties in life, 
What's the hikmah over here? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving us a glimpse of what? Of the day of judgment. This burden, you don't like to carry. On this trip which is so short, you think you can afford to carry burdens and burdens of sin on the day of judgment, the length of which is 50,000 years? Here at least your brother will watch your bag as you go to the bathroom. But on that day, nobody is going to even look at you, no matter how close they are to you. So difficulties in this life, what are they? Lesser punishment, just a glimpse of punishment, near punishment. And this is also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy on us. That we realize the mistakes that we're committing, we do istighfar, we return to Allah. لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْجِعُونَ And these lesser punishments, what are they? They're more like a warning. Isn't it? Difficulties in this life are more like a warning. You better fix yourself. You better correct this in yourself. Because what are you going to do later on? What are you going to do on the Day of Judgment? And if a person does not learn from these warnings, then is he deserving of the greater punishment then? Think about it. If a person is doing something wrong at their workplace, they're showing up late, they're not getting their work done, they're given a formal warning. And they're given three formal warnings. Then if they are fired, is that something wrong? No, it's not. So likewise, in this world, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us warning upon warning upon warning. And the one who doesn't learn from it, then it is only his own fault. وَمَنْ أَظْلَمُ And who is more unjust? مِمَّنْ Than the one who ذُكِّرَ He was reminded بِآيَاتِ رَبِّهِ With the verses of his Lord or with the signs of his Lord. Ayat over here can be ayat kawni, ayat shari. Ayat shari like the verses of the Qur'an. Ayat kawni like the things that happen in your life. Because there are also signs, right? Reminders. ثُمَّ أَعْرَضَ عَنْهَا But then he turns away from it. He is reminded of the Qur'an. He is reminded through incidents in his life. But then he turns away. He doesn't take a lesson. He doesn't humble. He remains arrogant. Who could be more unfair than such a person? Allah says, Inna, indeed we, min al mujrimina, from the criminals, muntaqimun, ones who take retribution. Muntaqimun, plural of the word muntaqim, muntaqim is one who takes intiqam, one who inflicts retribution. We shall take retribution from such wrongdoers. Now what do we see over here? Earlier we learned about those who truly believe in the ayat. They don't turn away from the ayat. What do they do? They don't remain arrogant. And over here the exact opposite is mentioned. He's reminded with the ayat, but he He turns away. He doesn't humble, instead he turns away. This is pride. Allah says such people, they shall be duly punished. Now, sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends different kinds of hardships in our lives to make us understand. And if we don't learn from them, if we don't learn from these ayat kawni, then this is what? This is a crime. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is showing us our mistakes so we can turn to Him. But if we're not paying attention, we don't pay heed, then this is jurm. Because Allah says, inna min al-mujrimina. We shall take revenge from such criminals. 
May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from becoming such criminals that we don't pay heed to the Qur'an and we don't pay heed to what is going on in our lives. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. أَفَمَنْ كَانَ مُؤْمِنًا كَمَنْ كَانَ فَاسِقًا لَا يَسْتَوُونَ أَمَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ فَلَهُمْ جَنَّاتُ الْمَأْوَى نُزُلًا نُزُلًا بِمَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ وَأَمَّا الَّذِينَ فَسَقُوا فَمَأْوَاهُمُ النَّارُ كُلَّمَا ثم أعرض عنها إنا من المجرمين منتقمون